0: listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and
1: Matt Robotham.
0: Episode 180 covering Through the Looking Glass and Improbable Cause with Gav Brown. Hi friends, we're back and our pal Gav is here with
1: us. Hi Gav. Hey Ope. House things. You can't
2: just make words
1: up. <laughs> it's a Yorkshire word. That's oh, yeah. You can't I,
2: just make places up like
0: Yorkshire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they made that famous pudding. Yes. And, uh, and, and that's it. Uh, and, no, there's a Python sketch about uh, about Yorkshire oh, as well. Oh, cross beans go skew on treadle.
2: Right. <laughs> okay, so they made two things. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's all I
0: know about it
2: Yorkshire. That doesn't mean they exist.
0: No, that's true. We know more about Cardassia than we know
1: about Yorkshire, I think. It's true. Therefore, Cardassia is real. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Does, wait, so does Yorkshire have like a giant uh, TV screen with a guy on it telling you what <laughs> are True.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's just Gov.
0: <laughs> telling you what science is all the time.
1: All the time science. <laughs> that's what it's so, called. All the time science. <laughs> yes. All
0: the time. That's not a it's not a very good name. <laughs> Wait, did you just portmanteau that? <laughs> that was oh bad. Man, that was bad. Good man. Good man. Uh huh. So this week we had uh the return of a familiar thing and then uh, an incredibly awesome episode.
2: Uh yes.
0: Uh but unfortunately we have to talk about one that's just sort of middle of the road, I think, first. But uh, I don't know, maybe you guys liked it. I I,
2: I thought it was okay
0: yeah it was all right
2: it could have been it could have been better
0: yeah but uh you know it's 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 still sort of in the way like to of the of the great one what yeah. I would argue is like the first truly great episode of the show, and you know we gotta spend half an hour talking about
1: something else first, and I just want to get to the garrick <laughs> well Garrick's in this. That's, that's from a certain point of view. From, from <laughs> When are
2: we going to get to Garrick's fireworks factory?
1: <laughs> oh, my fireworks factory's coming soon, Doctor. I am
2: just a simple fireworks factory owner.
1: I, I just imagined why Garrick would be saying, My fireworks factory's coming soon, Doctor. And <laughs> <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> if only. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I have to get that out of
0: my head. (laughs) And then you'll listen to the episode again and like, oh, no, there it is again. (laughs) Great. Uh, But first, we need to talk about Through the Looking Glass, which is an episode where they actually just turn to the camera and say, Through the Looking
1: Glass. (laughs) Gav, if you would, tell us about that. I will say thusly. After advising that Morn get some goldfish, Sisko is kidnapped. The two events aren't related. Instead, it's by the mirror universe, O'Brien. He instead goes by the name of Smiley, and he's a tinkerer, but not a tailor, soldier, or spy. That's right, we're in the mirror universe again. Black is white, up is down, minutes instead of hours. The people you thought were around Deep Space Nine are still around Deep Space Nine. Sisko's mission is to replace Gabriel Bell, I mean his mirror (laughs) self, as he's dead, apparently. So, alas... A good and evil Sisko won't be fighting in a scrapyard. But while he's dead, his wife is alive, and Smiley wants to hear wants him to get her to stop working for the Alliance, non Ripple. Only snag is, he hates Sisko. She hates Sisko. But in Sisko's universe, Jennifer's dead, so he's already on to a winner. However, first he has to stop off and meet Tuvok, argue with angry Bashir, and have sex with Dax. Between miles, Intendant Kira, still upset about Sisko dying, finds out that he isn't, and captures him. Smiley is sent to ore processing and Sisko is sent to Kira processing. Sisko <laughs> finds Jennifer and tells her that he's here to rescue her. She alas doesn't reply that he's a little short for a Cisco. <laughs> she goes with him to get off the station but Super Nintendo Kira and her guards try to stop him. That is until Sisko starts the auto-destruct. She could tell because the computer was the only thing speaking. With that, they escape the station and Sisko returns to his own universe, where the awkwardness with Kira and Dax will be no trouble at all.
0: <laughs> so let's see, you worked in your, your requisite Star Trek 3 reference, your, Check. your requisite uh, <laughs> Superman 3 reference, yep. Check. Uh, one from Star Trek 2 here, actually. Uh, there's only missing a Michael Keaton Batman reference. Oh, I didn't
1: do that, did I? Uh. But, but I, got a I ref- would have
0: done it if there weren't blood gushing out of your nose.
1: <laughs> I, I got a John le reference in, so I was quite pleased about that.
0: Oh, that one I didn't catch. No.
1: that's the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh, 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 yeah, okay. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I did, I did catch that. Okay, yeah, that was. Uh, this was. Hmm. Ow! Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would not expect to hear out of my own mouth. <laughs> these these episodes, these mirror universe episodes, are not over the top enough for me. Mm. Like Kira and Cisco seem to get it. Like those actors seem to just play it crazy. Just. Chewing up the scenery and just like, wee, this is so much fun, and everyone else just sort of plays it sort of bleak and serious, like everything's bad here and we're sad, and it's
2: just. I feel like Bashir's trying to be that over the top, but it's just not working. (laughs) God, Bashir, he's just he's just a sad goof in the mirror universe, a different kind of sad goof than he is in the regular universe.
0: Well, he's kind of a lovable sad goof in our universe.
2: Yeah, he's just irritating in this. You shut up, Cisco. Your wife didn't even love you. Oh no, don't punch me in the face. Oh, I'm
1: flying over a table. <laughs> oh, I wish in I'd shaved today.
0: <laughs> no, he's got that, it's, it's the Superman 3 stubble look. The, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. how you know he's evil. <laughs> he's got that special razor that leaves you with stubble, the Miami device. Ah, uh, yes. is not a bad pun I made up, but an actual thing that existed. Really? Yes. There was an actual product called the Miami device.
2: That the, sounds like an eighties movie.
0: Well, it was a it was a, a razor that left you with stubble like Don Johnson in uh in Miami Vice, yeah. which is just sad. Anyway. Yeah, I like I say, I just I feel like everyone is not camping it up enough. If well, you're gonna do a fun, crazy everyone's evil episode, just yeah. take it to the extreme, you know?
2: Well, I think one of the the thing I like you guys mentioned this during the episode. I like that Mirror Universe Garrick is actually just playing himself like a regular actor would like there's no camp there
0: yeah but that's
1: i don't know that's my bad thing i think it garak's just the complete opposite of his multifaceted character we normally get i mean there are no shades of gray here no colors at all because how can you uh have colors on a two-dimensional object i mean that could have been any (laughs) evil guard that's true
0: yeah, I I didn't notice that the first time around, but the second, just because it was like, hey, go, hey, look, Garrick's here. I'm still sort of got that that automatic reflex, but I was looking for it the second time, and you're absolutely right. Well, and
2: also after you go after uh, the next episode, which is all about Austin Garrick, right? No, you're no. not. You're not wrong. He's very uh, any Cardassian. Yeah, he
0: could have been the the evil sneering guard. Like if they had left Quark alive, yes. And tried to make the Ferengi a little tougher in that universe. It could have been Quark. It could have been, you know, it could have been Odo. It could have been anybody.
1: Could have been a contender. Yes.
0: I will say Rom in the Mirror Universe is a little better. Yeah. Because he doesn't do the... the, the you know. He's just mad all the time instead. Yeah, but that's a better voice for him. Mm-hmm. It's just, That's all. And he's not crouching as much. He's no. He's got a little more of a dominant uh, uh, posture, which is better.
1: That's because he lives yeah. in a cave. Sorry, I'm
0: having trouble
2: with the terms ROM and dominant
1: <laughs>
2: and laser whips
0: <laughs> oh that's that's worse than the uh, fireworks factory thing
2: you'll <laughs> uh, throw up for a while all right a long while
0: all right are you done
2: uh yeah, just put an at point in here okay,
0: fair enough um but yeah, yeah i'll I'll agree with you on that uh, gav that that Garrick was just sort of there to be there and and didn't really matter.
2: Remember, Garrick—he's fun in the other universe. Now he's—he's <laughs> no, he's he's a bad guy.
1: Mm.
2: He was always yelling at uh, Kira. <laughs> you need to do it this way. I'm not going to do it that way at <laughs> all, Mister Garrick. And well, don't you forget who's in charge.
0: That's the standard thing. That you got the supervillain, and then you got the the disobedient lackey. You
1: got mm. the, the Star scream to his Megatron <laughs> and so, so forth. So Garrick is Beastman now. Yes.
0: yes. That that actually fits. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> although although I would I would argue that uh, mirror mirror Kara <laughs> or is, Mira. Uh, yeah.
2: No, she shows up in the second one.
0: What? Yes. What? Mira. Oh right. Um, <laughs> she she is uh, she she's hotter than Skeletor is what I was gonna say. Uh, Distracting yes. me with all that other stuff. Just a little bit hotter.
2: But is she hotter than Frank Langella?
0: i don't know because he wasn't in dark man like i thought
2: no well obviously anyone who is in dark man is automatically hotter than any person who is not in dark man that's mean, what that's i'm just, saying that's just good science
0: yeah exactly anyway no like <laughs> like i say i think i think uh uh nana visitor and and avery brooks are just uh, having a, a blast mm-hmm. and that's actually my good thing was that Avery Brooks is clearly enjoying just playing Crazy Space Pirate. Oh, God, he loves it. And interestingly enough, this is the first episode in which Cisco has had sex. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's with his best friend who used to be an old man mm-hmm. and his uh, direct underling who thinks he's God. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's weird. Like, I was very much under the impression that Cisco was super creeped out by the idea of sex with Dax.
0: Yes, we've addressed that before several times. Yeah. Directly in the episode where she was coming on to him, and indirectly when Bashir is like, so is there something between you two? And he's like, oh, God, no. No. Yeah, and and so that's weird, and he just sort of rolls with it and has sex with Dax. Yeah. But on the other hand, I, I, Avery Brooks was happy because, yeah, he's the main character of the show, and we're two and a half seasons in, and he's just finally getting some.
2: Like, but, it, I, I could see this from, like, Kirk, but Cisco doesn't seem like that kind of character, you know? Like...
0: No, he doesn't. Who's
2: just going to jump into bed with two women that he's act, that he's close with,
0: and that he has serious like moral, you know, yeah, issues like that. Like I was trying to point out, like one is
1: his best friend that used to be an old man, and the
0: other mm. thinks he's God.
1: But, yeah, but it's... he's but he's doing this for the mission that he doesn't care about. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, and plus, anything and, for the job. On the good side, he, he knows them even more now, inside and yeah. out. Oh.
0: Except I don't think uh, Kira can take off that rubber outfit. <laughs> what do you mean? He has to work around that? Yeah, yes. He had
2: to peel it off with an X-Acto knife.
1: <laughs> you gotta, like, phaser a hole in it. <laughs> I will oh. not say what was the, I'm thinking next. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs>
0: Why? That's what I was
1: implying.
2: Oh, thank Go God. Thank God, Captain, I couldn't breathe in there. <laughs>
0: That's where you breathe? (laughs) Oh my god! Well, Bajorans are not as similar
1: to humans as you might
0: think.
2: Not everybody keeps their parts in the same place.
0: (laughs) Thank you, Matt. Uh, Gav, what was your good thing?
1: My good thing was Tuvok. (laughs) Who? Wait, what? No, no, really. Uh, True, he's in it for three and a half seconds, but at least uh, it's not just the same people who happen to be in the same area again in in a different universe. Um, Well, apart from him it is. Oh, so I think he's the only one who isn't hamming it up. Which is probably not a good thing either hey it's it's almost uh, good,
0: <laughs>
1: well, I don't see, know how a Vulcan could play that like i I think I think you know I think Vulcans who hammered up are called Romulans
0: yes <laughs> or or um, fuck, what's his name? I can't uh, think of the character oh yes characters- I was for some reason Lawrence Luckenbill jumped right in my head, but I couldn't think of the, the <laughs>
1: character's
0: Buck, it's me. Spock. <laughs> <Cibok. laughs>
2: yeah. See, it sounds like Spock, but it's not.
0: <laughs> nope. The sons of Sarek will rule the galaxy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: See, I, I, like I said, I think people should be hamming it up more. But uh, alternately, if everyone was doing the same thing, I guess that would be a different kind of thing too. But
2: there yeah, can be, be different kinds of ham. Yeah, oh, were there,
1: there's there's honey roast. And, uh,
2: yeah. yeah, and uh, the rest—all
1: <laughs> <laughs> the kinds of ham.
0: <laughs> so many things I'm expected to know when we do this show. I didn't—I didn't, I didn't <laughs> think there would be a ham test.
2: <laughs> Did you know Dude, we've been doing this for how, how long? And you didn't expect a ham test? Good lord! Did you know? I thought you were a professional.
1: I need uh... to bone up on my pork, I guess. <laughs> well, that's something I never expected you to say. <laughs> uh, hamming it up comes from ham fatter, apparently. As an, oh. an inferior actor was said to used ham fat to remove makeup in the 19th century. Ah. So there you are. Oh, I thought
0: you were going to say in the original Star Trek.
1: <laughs> no, in the original Klingon. Right. Yeah, that's how uh, General Chang removed his Klingon makeup. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, he, the, <laughs> he rubbed a pig on his face.
0: <laughs> you mean the three tiny bumps that he could be bothered to uh, to put on his forehead?
2: That's right. And he had to borrow Cisco's exacto knife to get the uh, eye patch off.
0: <laughs> right. The iPad?
2: Yes, the iPad.
0: (laughs) He had an iPad glued to his eye. That's right. That makes sense.
2: There's an app for that. Uh, Really? (laughs) I don't know.
0: Alright, fair enough.
2: My wife just left. Leave me alone.
0: (laughs) What, like like left you? Like deserted you? Like like you're getting a divorce? Yes, it's sad. Oh. Well, that is sad. But let's talk about Star Trek instead.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Kevin, what was your bad thing?
1: I... Bounce oh, you're thing. right. You t- you talked about Garrett. Okay, I was going um, for a second.
2: It's actually, uh, <laughs> uh, Gab's good thing actually leads into my bad thing. Yes, I did not care for Tuvok or Bashir in this one. Like spe- Tuvok, especially in this case, because he appears out of nowhere. I mean, we know we know who he is because well, we're we aware know who he is because
0: we're Star Trek fans. But really, at this point, there were maybe six episodes of Voyager, if that.
2: But the thing is, you bring in a character from another series, like an important character from another series. And he's in the episode for about four seconds. Yeah. You and all he does is pro- like all he does is provide dialogue that anyone could do. Like, I don't get the point. Like, if you're going good- if you have the character and he's a decent actor, like I like Tubok, mm-hmm. use him, for God's sake. Send him on the mission, kill him off, do something with him.
0: Yeah, I think that was their way of saying things are slightly different here, but it wasn't enough. Like and, and apparently it was a directive from Rick Berman to say uh we have this other show, do some cross promotion. Yeah. I honestly think it would have been better to show maybe one of the lesser characters from next gen. That some, would have been fine too. Someone yeah. we knew, someone we had something invested in if we saw Barkley or, you know, <laughs> like I, I'm trying to think of guys who aren't like in the main cast but that we still would recognize.
2: That's the problem. Like any like any sort of B like B list character would still be just all like, well why are you only using him for three lines? You need to get someone from like like uh, that Bajoran girl from Lower Decks.
0: Oh yeah, Jackson.
1: Or yeah. they could have the outrageous Hakuna. Oh yeah, in this yes. universe he's he's completely not outrageous. <laughs> yes, he's uh, completely outrageous. Of... Right. He's not-rageous. <laughs> <laughs> or they could have got the dog. <laughs> what well,
2: a... was the dog. It's oh. the dog, of course.
0: In the Mirror Universe it was the cat. <laughs> <laughs> it was Spot. Somebody pointed out to me, a listener uh, who who talks to me on Twitter, pointed out that um, that the, the writers apparently have a problem distinguishing between the mirror universe and bizarro world. <laughs> I like that a lot. Which makes a good point, because not everything has to be the direct opposite. It's, it's an alternate universe, but it's not actually literally a mirror.
2: We am mirror universe. We am hating nice things.
1: <laughs> have we seen mirrors in the mirror universe yet? Yes, yes, we do.
2: There we was a whole on shot on in Kira's quarters
0: time. where that was her talking to Cisco. That was shot through a mirror. Get it? Do you get it?
2: <laughs> <laughs> They're through the looking glass.
0: You could feel the director elbowing you in the ribs as that shot happened. That's
2: why everyone's a chess piece, and Cisco gets attacked by a Jabberwocky.
1: <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I, we'll I know. All I right. Know. Oh, so the oh, other so thing like about the, the Mirror Universe season. is it's just like popping down to the shops. It's just Yeah, they can just beam no, over now. There's no uh, jeopardy with going over there anymore. He's just got a device that he beams over with. Uh, smiling. Yeah.
0: And and Kira, in the initial uh, episode, made a point of, of she had this whole expository speech about how, yeah, the crazy transporter accident made this happen with, with Kirk, and we made sure that could never happen again by building the transporters differently. Mm. So they just worked around that, I guess?
2: Well, how did they, I forget, how did they get back in the last Mirror episode?
1: They just flew through the wormhole. Okay. Remember the um, wormhole sent them Right, the right, right. Place. They ran it backwards. Fucking yeah. ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> they, right. they clicked their heels together.
2: Right. So, but all they do in this is, like, O'Brien shows up, pulls out a uh, flashlight, waves it over a computer, and <laughs> kicks Cisco into the transporter. Yep. Like, it shouldn't be this. It, it it needs to be, like, a really hard thing to do.
0: Well, the thing is, in the original thing, like I said, it was a transporter during an ion storm thing. Yeah. And so they probably just figured out how that happened and duplicated it, but... But again, they said they made the transporter yeah. so that couldn't happen again.
2: Yeah, so. they specifically say that in crossover, when they yeah. cross over. <laughs>
0: right. But nobody turns to the camera and says, we've crossed over.
2: No, they say, we're, in, we're through the looking glass now, <sighs> uh, which is worse. Yeah.
0: Now the, the, thing, the thing about uh, Tuvok being there and, and all that is is it's a good way to show that things aren't all exactly the same, except they are. Yeah. The, this Cisco and this Jennifer have literally nothing in common. There's no reason they should have been married. No, one's they a pirate really...
1: and one's a scientist.
2: Yeah. A professor, I think you'll find. I,
0: I don't think he was a pirate when they met, because he was, like, sort of a half-assed, like, slave of Kira at that point, mm. wasn't he?
2: Yep.
0: Like, he... It Because
2: then she gave him the ship and let him go be a pirate.
0: Right, but for a while he was processing ore like all the, the other guys. Yeah. And then he, like, worked his way up
2: he get married
0: like yeah i don't know there's there's all kinds of
2: like this is one of those she's never been a slave they make a they make a clear point of that yeah
0: she's a sellout she's a you know a collaborator whatever you want to call
2: it what the hell happened in this
0: episode the thing is this is one of those premises like the original one and and even the first follow-up where you don't want to think about it too much just just shut up and have fun yeah but you can't do that if they keep coming back to it then they're forcing you to think about it yeah and it, it sort of unravels the more you think about it. And the fact that they're married in this universe doesn't make any sense. The fact that all these people happen to be on Deep Space Nine doesn't make any <laughs> sense. They're just Too many coincidences.
2: And the fact that they were married, but there's still no Jake. Like, I don't get how this is all supposed to work. Everyone, like I talked about this on Crossover too. Like, everyone in the entire universe is there except this one guy? Yeah. How does that make sense?
0: Everyone all met the same mates and had the same children, which led to all the same people we know. Yes. Which seems incredibly mathematically unlikely. hmm Because, I mean, all it would take is literally you having sex with your wife on a different day. hmm Then a different sperm reaches the egg, and the kid is not the same kid. That yep. That's all it would take, one day difference. But it, it doesn't matter. Everything's exactly the same. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, I, and
2: it's, it's too bad because I like the mirror universe as a concept. Uh... It evil, just, uh, the evil Goofy
0: universe? It just turned everyone into Molody Rebels.
1: Yeah. yeah. Bashir should have been the tennis pro in this.
0: <laughs>
1: yes! That would have been awesome!
0: Yeah, it's not the evil universe, it's the universe where, like, you know, the unchosen paths happen.
2: Yeah. no, that'd be great if they go... And, of course, there's the, there's our good friend Mr. Bashir, <laughs> the pro tennis player. Yes, and I'm going to use my skills of tennis to save us all.
0: <laughs> save the Alliance. Uh-huh. Now,
2: if you'll excuse me, <coughs> Cisco, I'm going to serve you over the table.
1: Ten love.
2: <laughs> this is all I know about tennis. Yep.
1: Twenty love, forty love, I don't think he knows how to count. No, that's irony. <laughs> no, that's tennis. <laughs> no, that's Cisco. Oh, yeah,
0: mirror, mirror Cisco is a, is a math expert. <laughs>
2: yeah, but he doesn't know the alphabet. Oh. <laughs>
0: Wait, so, O'Brien, good. you were on the Enterprise G? No, <laughs> no, sir. So, my bad thing is, I just don't care what happens to anybody in these episodes. Yeah. They've already established they can kill off anybody they want. Like, Odo and Quark are dead. Which was the cool thing about the first one. Was like, wow, they can kill off anybody. You know, the first time, it's kind of shocking. Mm-hmm. The second time, it's like, well, Dax could die, Kira could die. Who knows? Like, it doesn't matter because we know they'll just keep going. And it's not like... It's not like Cisco's not going to get home. He's obviously going to get home. So there's no stakes. I don't care if the alliance survives or doesn't.
2: Well, no, cuz the last time something good happened in the mirror universe anyway, it turned into a shit show.
0: Right. I mean, sure, maybe these people have a good first step towards something better, but I don't care. No. That's my I other just, it doesn't matter.
1: My other thing yeah. is the mirror universe people don't seem to do anything without the normal universe people coming over first. Yeah, that's Because in the original yeah, like the series, going... with the Kirk came over, and then everything changed, and then the last time Deep Space Nine people came over, everything changed. It's going to be made of chocolate next week,
0: <laughs> because Garrick brought them chocolate. Yes.
2: Well, and then Counselor Troy showed up. <laughs> oh well,
1: and also, otherwise known as
0: Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wonder what uh, Mirror Universe Troy is like, actually. <laughs> For some reason, in my my mind, just went immediately to the fish monster from Genesis. Yep, where she just stayed that, and that's that's <laughs> Counselor Troy in that universe. Yep.
2: for some reason, living in a bathtub. Yep, everyone's so gay.
0: <laughs> well, Kira certainly is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear.
2: <laughs>
0: I think it was our friend Tidro who who may, who quoted the uh, the Buffy episode where Willow's like, "Yeah, she's." kind of skanky and I think a little gay. <laughs> I and mean, that, that's that's Mirakira. Yep. <laughs> she she we the first time we see her she's in her, her quarters being fed grapes or some such
2: by Mr. Clean.
0: By by a um <laughs> musc- muscly African American um uh, sex slave
2: in suspenders by the way.
0: And a and a well-proportioned uh female slave also there.
2: Yep. And Just, two bored vulcans. Yeah,
0: well they're the, they're the security guards. But what? she's She's were got they because they life. were
2: holding fans? Were they? Yes.
0: Oh, that I didn't notice. I thought they, were they
2: were holding. It might have been fans, or it might have <laughs> just been like those things on blinds that open and close them.
1: I, th- oh. I think it was fans that didn't oh. really move much.
2: No, but they looked very bored.
1: But but that's oh. no, but I that's was... Vulcan's usual expression, isn't it?
2: That's yeah. true. You got me there.
0: Yeah, I mean, unless they're pawn faring, they're you know, <laughs> they're not
1: really into it. Do not disturb. I am pawn But the
0: uh, the you know the fact is she did have like one of each. Like it's fairly clear that she's you know she she swings whatever way she feels like, and the, you know with this show not really dealing with that that much. It yeah. was nice you know, just briefly to see, okay, well, all right, somebody does at least. Mm. I want to even see I want
1: to see Intended Kira and Captain Jack meet. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> see,
2: so there are gay people in Star Trek, just not in the Prime Universe. Right.
0: Well, it's sort of like how only the evil cultures have women in positions of power. Yep. Only the evil universe has gay people. Weird. And they might not even have gay people, we just know one bisexual out of all of them. Yep. Like, that might be it. But uh, no, I I just I think that's that's kind of interesting that while Star Trek in general was sort of reluctant to approach the issue, they they did you know at least
1: a little bit
2: got it in there a little tiny bit
0: yeah um and and as Gav pointed out, I think Cisco uh, probably looked at her uh, her boy <laughs> well that's a good look bald beard I could pull that off I like it I'm yeah. gonna go with it <laughs> <laughs> also throughout the episode they kept referring to him as Captain Cisco and I'm you know what. I need, uh, I need a damn promotion. That sounds pretty good. I like the sound of that. Mayor Goldie Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna clean up this town. Uh, Matt, what was your good thing? Um, What was my
2: good thing? Oh, I like the escape scene at the end of the episode. Really? Nothing too major. I just like it. Big action sequence. Everyone running around shooting guns at each other. It was fun. See. I did like
0: the reveal that that the the station was going to explode. That was yep. like we activated the, the self destruction
2: And the fact that Cardassian space stations—you told me this—the fact that Cardassian space stations don't warn you when they're going to
0: explode. No, there's we're used to like the Starfleet like count, regular countdown and stuff.
2: Evacuating ship. Yeah. Destruction mm. in five minutes.
0: The station's like, nope. If you if you if you need to know the station's blowing up, you'll be leaving. Otherwise, yep. it, you know, you're fine. You deserve to die. Yeah. That does seem very cardinal. Although, in the Mirror Universe, the passwords are the same. <laughs> oh,
2: God, yeah. That, God, that pissed me off.
1: P- password one. Yeah.
2: Couldn't it have it at least had to read it backwards? Or evil <laughs> A17 blue alpha?
0: <laughs> <Just> tr- <laughs> at least it wasn't swordfish, I guess.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: That's something. Uh, we did have the, the bit at the beginning, which is Quark's only appearance in either of these episodes. Mm-hmm. Which was a payoff of last week. He was talking about starting vole fights in his, uh, in his bar, and, and apparently now he's doing that with Morn. Which I liked. There's oh, nothing more to that. I just like that. Well, All that... things being
2: said, I'd rather watch the episode where uh, where uh, Morn and Quark just paint voles for an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, Morn trying to chase after voles does amuse me. Because I can't <laughs> imagine he, he would plenty. catch any.
0: Nope. No, see, I'm picturing him with a giant mallet playing whack-a-mole, <laughs> <laughs> just like chasing them around a, a cargo bay, just like swinging the hammer and missing every time. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Oh! But yeah, that was that was all we got of Quark, which is unfortunate because yeah, they killed him off in the Mirror
2: Universe. Yep. So that sucks. Sorry, Quark. And <sighs> I, I
0: think overall, my biggest problem just was that Cisco, like, apart from the fact that he had to act like a different guy was out of character to me. He, like, he should have, like, the whole idea, the whole emotional investment he had in this was, oh, God, my dead wife's here. Mm. And he doesn't ever really seem sad about that or, or conflicted or anything. He just yeah. sort of rolls with this roguish, flirting, adventurer guy.
2: Yeah. The, the, Would, the last time Sisko saw his wife, it was a huge fucking deal. Like,
0: Yeah, the Borg had torn his ship apart, and he had to run away with his kid and leave the dead wife behind. It was horrible yeah. for him.
2: But like, and then in um in in emissary, he sees his wife again for the first time in forever, and it's so important to him. Yeah,
0: that was one of the main emotional points of the pilot. And yeah, uh, granted, it's been three more years since then, mm-hmm. but he's, still, he's healed a little bit. But yeah, it it should be like the whole hook, the whole reason he got involved in all this is well, his weakness is oh shit, my my dead wife. Yeah, and then he just sort of gets it. And the thing is, I like him getting into the role. I like. Mm-hmm crazy over the top Avery Brooks having fun and being a goofy space pirate. Oh absolutely. That, that's fun and he's having a blast, but but it doesn't make sense for the character. It just doesn't feel like he would do that. I don't know. Didn't feel right to me. No. So overall and, and without really spoiling specific plot points, we will come back to the Mirror Universe, what, at least three more times I at think at least three yeah. more times. Yeah yes. five overall. Is it? I thought they just did it like once a season, but
1: No no this sk- is skipped season. season five, I think. I was looking at
0: Uh, maybe well that's still way too many times and Gav reminded me that there's a Mirror Universe version of uh, Vic Fontaine who that's not a spoiler because if you don't know who it is then that means nothing to
2: you also I talk about it all the time because it's fucking stupid
0: (laughs) I keep forgetting how much that character was a part of the later seasons
2: yep they really like that character Uh, that's unfortunate (laughs) I mean I liked him too for a while
0: yeah and again, if you haven't seen that far ahead, that name means nothing to you. So, yeah. uh, oh,
1: yeah. Vienna. Um, yeah, and a bit of a smiley. We haven't really talked about him. But oh, just a right, bit yeah. of the start when he says he's trying to kidnap Cisco. He says, "I need, we need to talk in private. And then whenever yeah. Cisco's taking him to his really room, we, then Smiley takes out his gun in the full view of everyone. Yep. What, yep. Why bother with the privacy thing? subtle just... Subtlety. <laughs>
0: and And the thing is he needs him to go over to the transporter, so yeah. what he should have done is said hey i'm totally real Chief O'Brien of this reality. <laughs> why don't you come over and look at this thing I'm fixing for a second?
2: Yeah, if he just like stolen a uniform, that dude would have been able to get away with pretty much anything he wanted. yeah,
0: everyone trusts the chief to to go fix stuff, so he's allowed to go wherever he wants well, yeah
1: <laughs> Cause look at look at uh, Thomas Riker, he managed to get the defiant that's yeah.
0: true. Starfleet doesn't have a policy for this.
1: <laughs> Which you think they would with uh, with uh, founders about everywhere?
2: Oh yeah. Well, they don't know about that yet. I mean, the founders, not even the founders. The fact that we get duplicates run around all over the place pretty regularly. Well, this is how how many spare Kirks were there by the end of uh, original series? Well, that was that was a
0: running joke for us early on was that that there were always two Shatners in like every episode.
2: Yeah, because then he got paid twice.
0: (laughs) But I was I was just thinking this is the third duplicate O'Brien that I can think of. Yep. There was the one that ended up being like the android or whatever in that episode where he was programmed to, you know, uh, come back to that planet. Yep. He was programmed
1: was one... to kill the queen at a baseball match. Right. Yep. I must kill the queen.
0: <laughs> but then it's okay because he fell off the railing and then there was an entire uh, parade. Now <laughs> I just want to watch the naked gun. Um, but no, don't... then there was the one of him from a few hours in the future. Like, there, there keep being extra O'Briens
2: around. Yep. It's okay. We got a spare.
0: Yeah, several spares. Yeah, uh, but did no, you you're... hear they
2: come in six packs now?
0: <laughs> well, you know, being Irish, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Sorry for uh, connecting the up. Irish and beer.
1: Well, I don't know where you would get that from.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, well, that's about all I had. What about you guys? Uh, Jennifer sucks. Jennifer is not not a great actor, and not very. The problem is they stuck with the person they had in the pilot who didn't have to do very much in the
2: pilot. Now, all she needed to do was hang out in a bikini, which I'm sure she's quite good at. <laughs> but uh, not yeah, so great when you got to give her lines and stuff. She spends a lot of time staring into the camera with an expression on her face, which I imagine is very much like a Cardassian bubble. <laughs> <laughs> she's
0: she just she has no gravitas. Like she doesn't feel like someone's as intense as Cisco would be into. She seems so bland. Yeah. She.
1: She was alright, but I just think she didn't have very much to do in this, so that probably helped.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: If she, if she did have something to do, that would be a bit of a problem. I get the feeling. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, oh, she seemed to be helping the Alliance out of spite.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's not
0: necessarily a bad motive, <laughs>
1: particularly in the Mirror
0: Universe. Yeah.
1: It is the motive in the Mirror Universe.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. Uh, anything else?
1: Uh, mourns a Time Lord, that's about all I I, have. I
0: was gonna ask you about that. I see this note of yours that says that. What what?
1: What? Well uh Quark says that'll break his heart. So oh, right. does that mean he's a Time Lord?
0: He's also half human on his mother's
1: face. <laughs> <course. laughs> Don't bring that one up. Uh, <laughs>
2: English Gav's in the other room. He He's poking his head in. Someone talking about me.
1: No, he's just in his bedroom clapping excitedly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Someone's mentioned the Eighth Doctor. Figures, <laughs> thing is, there's a lot I don't know about Doctor Who, but I know bringing up that half-human thing really bugs a certain kind of Doctor Who fan. You it's... have a good enough sense of humor that doesn't matter
1: to you, really. Yeah, it doesn't really bother me. I just no, know they there's... don't really mention it at all anymore. Uh, funny that. <laughs>
0: Sort of like Sarek having two children. Just mm-hmm. never,
1: never seemed to come up again. Yeah, <laughs> odd. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Alright, um, did you have a quote for us, Geoff?
1: Yes, it's the quote of Quark talking about uh, Morn's voles at the start. And it goes thusly: When I came in, he and Morn were painting numbers on the voles' backs. We were just counting them to see how many we'd caught. You were getting ready to stage a vole fight. A vole fight? I'm appalled. Do you really think that was what Morn was up to? Constable, I want the voles confiscated and removed from the station. You can't confiscate Morn's voles. They're like his pets. I'll see if I can get him some goldfish. Now, gentlemen, if you will excuse me, it's late. (sighs) Poor Morn. This is going to break his heart.
0: Utterly delightful. Yep. Poor Morn. Yeah. Porn. Well, who Morn? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say who mourns for Morn, but that ends up being an actual episode title. <laughs> yep.
1: Who? At least they
2: don't say it in that episode, though.
1: Who, they probably do Who Porn's for Morton? <laughs> I don't think I want to know the answer.
2: No, no, I don't at all. I, I imagine Dax did at least once, though. <laughs> yeah, probably.
0: She seems into it. Yep, but you know, then of course, like she's now had sex with Cisco,
2: so mm-hmm. you
1: know, so there's that.
2: Yeah. Making our way around the cast.
1: Yep.
0: All right, pushing forward to, Kev. I, I we had a, a brief technical issue, so I couldn't tell. Was this a was this a um, autocorrect thing when you called the episode "improbably because"?
1: <laughs> no, I don't know where that came from. I... You just started calling it. I've just started calling it the Fair enough. <laughs> Well, that's you
0: know that's close enough. Yeah. Still one of those titles that when we look back might not we might not know what it means, like offhand. <laughs> but, uh,
1: but then you remember, improbably because it all comes true.
0: Yep. Exactly. So Matt, <laughs> hi. Tell us.
2: All right. So improbably because. Yep. A happy day on DS9 is brought to a close when Garrick's tailor shop has exploded, setting off a wave of intrigue and ensuing that Julian will never get his pants to fit properly. Detective Inspector Odo immediately figures out that this was no boating accident because he's fucking Odo and you cannot blow up anything without him finding out why. Chief O'Brien tips off Odo to a flaxian assassin on board the station that may be involved and Odo invites him to security for a smell party. (laughs) Odo Odo identifies him as the main shop exploder suspect and he and Garrett follow the assassin off the station where he too explodes. Today is becoming very messy indeed. Odo discovers that this new explosion has been caused by Romulans, and when he contacts them, they admit, yeah, of course we blew him up. He was a wanted terrorist. What we did was completely legal. We loved blowing him up. Well, crap. So Odo travels to Cardassia to call in a fav- favor from an informant, and then learns that the Romulan, ship- Romulan ships have been sighted by the Cardassian border, and also that five other Cardassians were recently assassinated, all of whom Garrick knew and hated, and all of whom were friends of Garrick's old boss and pal, and never From that other episode. Anyway, so Garrick and Oda go off to find Tane and don't want his old safe houses when a Romulan and a Warbird arrives and abducts them both. Romulans take our heroes to Tane, where he admits that the Talshiar and the Obsidian Order are planning an invasion of the Gamma Quadrant. He then ta- he then takes Garrick's hand and proclaims that now United, the sons of Tane will destroy the Federation.
0: Well shit, I made that reference earlier. I didn't mean to step on your joke. Yeah, there. thanks.
2: <laughs> now if you'll excuse me, Dun 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 Dun-dun-dun!
0: Well, the, the, the great thing is, originally, this was not meant to be a two-parter, I guess. No! Like, they, they were just going to sort of... And, and apparently, um, the endings they kept coming up with were sort of standard and boring, and yep. I love that these writers were on the ball enough to say, no, that's not good enough.
2: Yeah, we uh, we need to make this a two-parter.
0: Yeah, we can't just do the standard ending anymore. There's, there's
2: to... way too much going on in this yeah. episode.
0: And the, the implications of it, in, and most of this comes up in part two, are huge for the mm. series like without really specifically spoiling anything they do carry out their threat. Oh yeah. They go to the Gamma Quadrant. Like that mm-hmm. that is the thing that does happen.
2: I love I love that concept too. The the idea of the Romulans and the Cardassians uniting to just yes. let's take care of the Dominion problem once and for all.
1: Yeah. yeah let's, yes, let's because the Federation the just won't
2: Right.
0: The Federation just keeps poking around in the Gamma Quadrant they but they're got, not actually doing anything about it.
2: They have this big hole That just leads to people coming out and killing us. That's a bad thing. And they're not doing anything about it. They're fucking poking the hornet's nest. We need to fix this.
0: Yeah, these people have looked us directly in the eye and said, yeah, we're going to kill you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And we couldn't collapse the wormhole. We tried that. It didn't work. Yep. So fuck it. We're getting everyone together. We're going to go over there and they're going to kick all their asses.
0: And since our governments won't listen, I guess our our collective secret polices have to get together and do it. Yep. You know. The proper military won't do it. Mm. So it's a great payoff of the thing from Defiant when uh, Tom Riker went and revealed that the the Obsidian Order was building a secret fleet for some reason. Yeah, this is why. Yeah, and it's a payoff from a couple of weeks ago or maybe last week when the Romulans wanted all the intel. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they're about to move on something, and this is it. It's just so cool, just on the on a political level.
2: Yeah, and for something that they had that they really hadn't planned, it comes together so well. Yeah.
0: But then on a personal level, too, we we start learning so much more about Garrick.
2: Yeah, finally.
0: So, yeah, like, it's, it's, I love that we're never, I mean, we're never going to know everything about him. There's always going to be some level of lies there. Yeah. But we are starting to at least learn something. Yeah. Which is good. And he is definitely the star of this episode. And it's amazing to me at this point in the series, we have spent more time with him, and he's a more fleshed out character than Dax or Bashir. Mm-hmm. Or I don't
1: know a few other of the main Come guys. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 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 Dax is more of a mystery than Garrick, really. Yeah, because we we know well, we think we know stuff about Garrick, but uh Dax, we barely knew anything about, other than the, well, see, the, the the obvious.
2: Well, yeah, it's like Garrick. All Garrick does is dodge questions about himself. Dax, it seems like no one's really interested in asking any questions about her, you know.
0: Yeah, and every episode we get that focuses on her just isn't no on her
1: that interesting. It's
2: like, well, Dax, tell us a little about something about yourself. I want to die. <laughs> well, that was depressing.
1: Maybe she just doesn't like let's people see. asking questions.
2: Let's uh, let's see what Garrick's up to. <laughs> well, Doctor, I'm glad you asked. I'm not up to anything at all.
1: I'm <laughs> just making these here? delightful chocolates. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But Bashir, apart from now knowing he wanted to play tennis, mm-hmm. like that's all we really know about him, too. Like There's, yep. there's a whole... And, and he, and and he a got a question thing. wrong. Oh, right. Which yeah, is, that's very important. Well, it actually is. <laughs> I know. We don't know that yet. It's, it's just weird to me how he's supposed to be this sort of second-tier character, but he's so much more richly defined than some of the main
1: guys. Mm-hmm. He's probably just more fun to write for than for the writers. That is, I'm certain, true. Well, yeah, and
0: you know, who who doesn't love watching Andrew Robinson do his thing? Yeah. That guy is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, get Beautiful eyes, what, too.
1: My good thing was that everyone lies. Uh, yep. I love this episode is about lying, and all the people are frustrated with Garrick for it, but then you see everyone else in the episode do the same. <laughs> Odo lies to the Flaxian. The Flaxian lies back to Odo, which, incidentally, is a fantastic scene, which starts with two people dancing around each other, revealing a lot while well, saying nothing. Then mm-hmm. we have the prime liars, the Romulans and the Cardassians lying to others and each other for the grand liar of them all, a Nibrantane. And, yes. yeah, uh, and the guy who And O'Brien okay. lies as well, which I've just remembered. Mm-hmm. Which about what? When he comes into the security office.
0: Oh, right, right. Uh Odo, I'm uh here for other reasons. <laughs> I'm not very good at lying. Yeah, that's you? that's why I didn't remember. Because all these other people you mentioned are expert liars. And yep. uh,
1: O'Brien not so much.
2: Yes, yeah. I was walking here, and uh, who <laughs> Uh,
1: my name's Smiley.
2: My web of lies. <laughs> His web of lies is a string. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a crazy string. Yep.
0: I I love just like I said, I could watch a whole hour of just Garrick misleading a character. Like yep. I mean Odo's the perfect one because Odo asks questions and he wants to know. Yep. But really anybody. Just just Garrick trying to fool them and trying to mislead them and and there's a lot of scenes where you think Garrick's lying and he's not. He's just being evasive and that yeah. adds a layer to it that I love.
2: That's the other thing. He he knows when to lie and when to not lie.
0: He knows when to hold them, when to fold them, <laughs>
1: right? When to walk away and when to run. Yeah. Okay. So he's the gambler then.
0: Right. Yes. Now I'm picturing him with a Kenny Rogers beard
2: and some fried chicken. <laughs>
1: yes, and a never Northern roasted chi- never jumper. Chicken.
2: Yes.
0: Right. Well, all the all the sort of retired elderly. Fat Cardassians have those great sort of like you call them jumpers, we call them sweaters. The, the, you know the, the ridiculous old people fuzzy. He's wearing a cardigan. Right. A cardigan, yes. He was. Oh, wait a minute, cardigan.
1: <laughs> yes, Cardassian. <laughs> oh my god, that's where that's the uh, that's the etymology of that word, you see. Yeah, possibly.
0: Um, but yeah, the the, the lies upon lies are just fantastic. Yeah,
2: the the scene where uh, the scene with Odo and Garrett. Together and Odo's just completely fed up with him lying all the time. Yep. Like I love that. Li- I am not Doctor Bashir at lunch.
0: No, no, no. I am not Doctor Bashir, and we are not. What, what did he say? We are not sparring amiably at lunch. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
2: Had it with your crap, Garrick.
0: But that's the scene <laughs> I'm talking about where he's not lying. Yeah. Where he's like, "Did you blow up your shop?" Well, that's a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, but did you do it? Do you really
2: think I would? Why on do... earth would I blow up my shop?
0: It's almost like the Who's Line game, with he's asking questions, where he's he's never answering him; he's just questioning him yeah. back.
2: We are not going into a hoedown. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, please no!
2: Perhaps you'd like to try on this hat, then. <laughs>
1: to step up to the world's worst step. The... So Odo has to lie down. Garrick has to stand up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Incidentally, that is my all-time favorite Who's Line game. I, I, as much as I love clever wordplay and, and intellectual humor, watching guys try to, like, I'm sitting down, I'm standing up, oh, I fell.
1: <laughs> That's the funniest
0: thing in the world to me. Anyway. Um,
1: well, now I'm just thinking about Who's Lines. Well, there's a tragedy over Julian's pants. Oh, Yeah that they wouldn't get them back
0: now P- pants in the american sense not in the british Yes. No. That's right
2: i'm afraid your pants won't be ready Doctor. that was such an
0: oscar Wilde. these curtains yep. have to go or i do like yep <laughs> his whole shop's blown up he's he's in flames he's un, he's pinned under a girder mm-hmm. and he says i'm afraid your pants won't be ready
1: just perfect the thing yep. the things he do to not to not be a tailor anymore <laughs> You you'd think he would have picked a better cover.
2: Yep. Like cobbler.
1: Yes. Well, that's
0: what the Romulans thought he was. A yeah. cobbler, I believe. Actually,
2: he's a tailor. Oh, we'll up, we'll update our records. Yep.
0: <laughs> Bet you will. The, the um ta-
2: cobbler crossed out and tailor written in in crayon.
0: <laughs> Man didn't have the right form. <laughs> no, it was it, it just I mean everything about watching Garrick do his thing. Yep. This is like at the end of the series when I pick my top like 10 episodes. This will be this might be in the top five. Like, this, oh, yeah. Well, and I count this two parter as sort of one because just all of it is great. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, this is where sort of the DS9 we've been talking about the sort of multi layered, like all the political stuff going on, all the payoffs. There's so many callbacks to previous episodes here, so many little things that paid off, mm-hmm. and just like the tapestry's really starting to come together now. Like the the thing from Defiant was in there. The thing from the Romulans gathering intelligence. Just all the the stuff with Garrick and Abernathain is back. Like all this stuff is just coming together now. Yeah. Um. We now officially, for real, know that Garrick was in the Obsidian Order. I don't think we had confirmation of that before. No. Like I think we suspected it, but now we.
1: Yeah. Know of course, it could could be another lie. <laughs>
0: Mm. I think at this point, well, who knows? Maybe <laughs> I was going to say there's been a couple of books about it, but those could be lies too. Yes, one of them, well, was especially written
1: by the Ed one,
2: yeah. so. the greatest lie of all.
0: <laughs> right. uh, what was your bad thing, Jeff? Uh
1: The person they got to be the Romulan uh, Tatiar R agent just didn't seem right. She didn't seem very Romulan. I no. don't know if it was her accent or she was a Vulcan who was told to act like one or. Yeah. just seemed a bit mm-hmm. off to me.
0: Mm-hmm. She had that same problem that uh, Jennifer had in the previous episode, I thought, which is she had no presence. No, just planned. She, she was just, yeah. And, yeah, you know, I think she was sharing... just
1: reading the lines from, from just above the TV.
0: Right.
2: right. It's like they didn't even hire an actor, they, they just grabbed someone who already worked there, stuck mm-hmm. him in some Romulan makeup, and uh, shoved him in front of a camera.
0: And we always talk about how well the casting is uh, done with the Cardassians. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, they always cast the perfect actors as Cardassians. And usually they do for Romulans, too. But this felt like a bit of a misfire, yeah. you're right. She, uh, she she, just didn't have that intensity that's sort of like, you know, if you turn your back, she'll stab you in it yeah. kind of feel that a Tal Shiar person should have. Mm-hmm. So, she
2: was yeah, just I'll very, It was. she was very, uh, you've reached the Tal Shiar home offices. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that's like who I, it was. It was the receptionist. If you know where, if you know who you'd like to speak to, press one. Ugh, I hate these things.
0: I do. Like, no, no. In the future, you know, press or say one. Mm-hmm. One. Damn it! Which one is one? I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's mitigated by the fact that Cisco doesn't know his numbers either. Yes. Seven.
1: Wait. Shit. Uh, Troy's TOSYR agent seemed would have been better than than her. I think.
2: Yes. Absolutely.
1: And it would have been a nice extra callback. Yeah. Although you would, you would have been wondering why she's still there. That's true, too.
0: I, I imagine the uh, the, the uh, turnaround on that job is pretty high. <laughs> like, I don't imagine someone stays Telciar for years and years. Um, well, not living, But anyway. I, I do love the the, the comedy of that. The, what, you think the Romulus is just going to come out and tell us that they killed the, the Flaxian? Oh, we killed the Flaxian. Yeah,
2: of course we killed the Flaxian. He was a bad guy.
0: It's like that scene that I used for my quote last week where, uh, oh, I can be diplomatic.
2: What are you talking about? I don't give a damn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so great. Uh, Matt, what was your good thing?
2: Uh, I actually really like the design on the Flax scene. I shouldn't? He's got that kind of insane design that a lot of aliens on DS9 and uh, TNG have, but it yeah, kind of works Yeah, the sort of impractical,
0: like how do they eat, how do they Yeah. Know, that kind of stuff.
2: He's got, like it looks like he's got curlers in his hair and like (laughs) his body is covered in tiny streamers. And, but I like it, you know,
1: I think it It just
2: kind of works.
1: Yeah. I think it helps with the actor as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah, That was a good actor that they got for him. Well, like you
0: pointed out, Gav, that scene with the, with the odors was fantastic. Mm -hmm. And for someone to, to sort of hold with Rene Aubergenois, like the, the fact that they could both sort of be on the same level there means he had to be a good actor. Like, that scene wouldn't have worked in lesser hands, I think. No, and that
2: that scene is so fucking good.
0: Yeah, and uh, I, I think you touched on it, but uh, the, the the what what ends up happening is this guy's uh, an assassin posing as a perfume salesman and was yes. asking him questions and in between pretending to be interested in perfume. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, so what if I mix this one? Oh no, no, you you probably shouldn't do that. But uh, why not? Maybe uh, no, don't mix them. Uh-huh. <laughs> what I thought
2: you do know this because it turns into poison no I just don't think it smells very good <laughs> right
0: and you don't have a nose so you just have to listen to me yeah how does he smell then terrible I was waiting for one of you to make that
1: joke
0: <laughs> I... <sighs> uh, Matt what was your bad thing
2: uh my bad thing actually ties into my quote so you may want to play that
0: first all right
1: is there anything you need me to do while you're gone like what I don't know any unfinished business actually doctor there is something. What? If you go into my quarters and examine the bulkhead next to the replicator, you'll notice there's a false panel. Behind that panel is a compartment containing an isolinear rod. If I'm not back within 78 hours, I want you to take that rod and eat it. Eat it? Hmm. You're joking. Yes, Doctor. I am.
2: We didn't get to see julian eat that rod sad really <laughs> wow Introduced the idea of julian eating garrick's rod and then uh, and then and then, then garrick's firework
1: it. factory would go off and <laughs> yep and then we're shaken off the air
2: yep now it was uh it was not easy finding a bad thing about this episode no. it's fucking fantastic
1: no i
0: struggled also the thing the thing is let's briefly talk about this bashir garrick thing yes it is so clear to me Cause, probably because Andrew Robinson has said he played Garrick a bit gay, mm-hmm. and he doesn't like like take it way over the top, but he's, he's, there's definitely a bit of effeminateness yeah. in there. And I choose to believe that he and Bashir are just sort of casually dating, like not seriously involved. Yeah. But the fact is, Garrick's about to go on this mission, and uh, Bashir gives him some chocolates. <laughs> Come on.
2: I love you, honey. Come back soon.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. They should have had a little just a little kiss, like yep. not a not a loving embrace, just a little on, on like, the okay, cheek. I'll be back later. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's just, I choose it, to believe it that. He didn't want but... to smudge his makeup, you see. No.
0: <laughs> they had that problem with, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, when Kalar was on and and Worf and, and Kalar had to be sort of, you know, aggressively Klingon making out. Apparently they had problems with the makeup. Worf's off.
2: forehead just kept dropping off. <laughs> right.
1: And then you would have to go on vacation.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, I mean, the the interesting thing is this season they're supposed to be focusing on Bashir and O'Brien, which they have a bit, mm. but Bashir Garrick is still like my favorite, just as, as far as like Bashir's relationships go. Yeah. Like the character I want to see him interacting with the most. I love how he, how Garrick just sort of fucks with his head. hmm Like he never quite gives him the truth, but he sort of feeds him a little to get more interested. I like that. And I like the sort of cultural, like. The cultural exchange they have going where they're reading each other's culture's literature and sort of commenting on what you know well, we're like this well we're like this i, yeah. I love that
1: yeah they've got their own book club going really
0: yeah kind of i like that i yeah because I, in star trek we've seen a lot of friendships between different races but i don't think we've ever seen this sort of casual exploration of well we see it like this well we see it like this like yeah. that's a that's a cool thing to do that i don't think they've done before mm-hmm. It it'd be like spock and bones you know actually taking an interest in each other's cultures
2: what do you read this is boring here read this
0: yeah this is great this will tell you why humans are great
2: this is by louis lamore yeah that's right show you why humans are great
0: (laughs) um so my good thing okay so like i said this is one of my all-time favorite episodes of this show or or any show really because my favorite ds9 episodes are just my favorite episodes of everything sure um I, I I'm gonna get like picking one thing is is really hard, but I'm gonna go with Garrick's plot, his ridiculous elaborate plot. Mm-hmm. Usually, that's a criticism for me in anything I'm watching. Like, why would you take ten steps when one would do? But the fact is, that's Garrick. Yep. And it's just so. And every time I think about, well, why would he do it this way? Oh, because this. And like, it's actually really well thought out. I just I like blowing up his own shop making it obvious enough that they could detect
1: that it was not a mistake. And
0: just, there's so many great little bits to it.
1: I like it. And I love that from that, Odoo and Garak end up working together. I just love seeing them two interact. It's just... Yeah,
0: that's a great team. Yeah, as pairings of characters go, I can't think of many better. Like these are my two favorite characters on the show. Yeah, they're
1: like a good cop, bad cop, but I don't know which is which. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to ask. Well, which one? Good
2: cop, elusive cop. uh...
1: (laughs) Yeah, and they're also like two outsiders, but not in the same way. Yeah, one used to be an insider, and
0: one desperately wants
1: to be. (laughs) Yeah, or does he? They're
2: also, they're also bad guys.
1: Right.
0: Yeah, that that is interesting, and they both sort of come from cultures that that are dangerous to the guys we're supposed to care about.
1: Yep. Yeah. Well, they both come from like fascist sort of fascist cultures, cultures, don't they?
0: Yeah. So they have a lot in common, but mm. they also don't.
2: You know, Constable, we're not so different. You
1: and I. <laughs> in another you universe, know, I... <laughs> so I might have called you through the looking glass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The universe, I might have called you a bunch of debris because someone killed you. <laughs> now they they are a great pairing, and I love I love the whole uh, Garrick Tane thing as well.
2: Oh yeah, Ta- we talked we, about this last time he showed up, but God, Tane rocks.
0: Yeah, but now we see like for the first time we see someone who can actually get under Garrick's skin mm-hmm. and make him react and not just be full of lies. Yeah, and and it's so great. Plus, the guy who plays Tane is is great. He's got this very disarming like. A very friendly older guy, like yeah. Hey, buddy. Like that guy you work with, who's a bit older than you, but you still may, might go out and have a beer with him just because he seems kind of cool. Yeah. Or like an uncle or something like that, yeah. and he, I like him.
1: Yeah, an uncle with a cardigan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, he looks like he just woke up when they show up. Like he's ha- he's <laughs> he, like he was just reading a newspaper and drinking his coffee.
1: Yeah, right. and then and then he sees Garak, oh, Garak, you'll appreciate my cardigans. These a Romulans don't. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Apparently, Ron Moore used this episode as an excuse to redesign Romulan costumes because he hated them. Yeah,
2: I agree with him. I've hated those things since uh, they showed up on TNG the first time.
1: I I don't hate them. The
2: giant quilty things with huge shoulder pads.
1: They're all right. They're just very '80s. Now, if
2: they could could just bring back the original series uh, football helmet, it would be fine. Oh God!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I almost forgot about those things. Um, so my bad thing was uh okay, again, bit of a struggle. Uh Garrick calls uh Tain's, I guess, housekeeper and confidant. Yep. Who apparently is one of the golden gulls. <laughs> 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 she she does look like just a granny, like yep. a, a Cardassian granny. Oh, hello dearie. Yeah, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. And and the thing is, I liked the character because that's the first time Garrick starts to crack a little. Yep. Where you actually see a little bit of a real emotion and not lies. So I actually liked that scene, but, y- you know, I, I got nothing.
2: She does look like Sophia from the Golden Girls.
0: Yes, a bit. <laughs> Which then forced us to start casting all the Cardassians we know as yep. as, as various Golden Girls.
2: <laughs> you would see the biggest <laughs> gift would be for me.
0: So, what else, what else indeed, let's
2: see here
1: uh the uh, the the Yelosian that uh, Bashir mentions not being able to see red or orange Oh, oh my, yeah. my head can't get around that does that he says don't don't uh, don't colour anything red or orange because they won't be able to see it, and implies they'll walk into it, so what is invisible then if they can't see it, if well, they can't see, see the colour.
2: If they can, if they make the if they make the carpet red or uh, orange, they'll walk into the they'll walk into their quarters, think that there's no carpet, and fall through the station.
0: That... <laughs> what?
1: Or yeah. maybe they'll see maybe because it's the roof of the of the apartment below them they'll be they see people showering.
2: Oh, there you go. There's a floor under the carpet. I, I know. My other I question know. is, <laughs> does does that mean if they see Kira, she's just gonna be a floating head and hands?
1: I thought she was for everyone. <laughs>
2: Can't stay here. There's a ghost on this station, and she keeps yelling at us.
0: Wait. So this whole time you thought that uh, Kara was the same species as Bem from the yeah. uh, animated series,
1: <laughs> and it makes sense why the Yolushians would shoot all the red shirts.
0: <laughs> I do like like. There's a brief conversation. It's just to, to pass time until Garrick's shop explodes. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there's a brief conversation between Bashir and Kara about setting up quarters for these guys, and I, I just, I love. It's one of those things I like. Alien aliens. Yeah. They breathe stuff that makes the walls corrode, like mm-hmm. just little things like that. I like, I like that not everyone is almost exactly a human. Yeah, that's that's just one of those things I've always liked.
2: Sometimes they're covered in bike streamers.
0: Sometimes,
1: and they sell perfume to people.
0: Yeah. Or do reasons. they? Yes. Dun, dun, dun.
1: <laughs> Sometimes they're just tar.
0: Yep. Ah, uh. <laughs> not gonna do it. Sometimes I like to show up on
1: shows I wasn't on. I don't know what you were doing. I was making a Superman three reference. Oh no, it's unknown. Oh, uh-huh.
0: it's not tar. It's unknown.
1: So it's like red or orange then, basically.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It all
2: ties together. Um, to know what to replace the carpet with, so they just used cigarettes, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> which which are poison
1: and will make the walls corrupt. Which yeah. which they bought from Garrick for some self sealing stem bolts. <laughs>
0: Well, Garrett's a man who knows how to get things. <laughs> well, that's actually all I had. Like, yeah, I, I could just go on and on and praise this episode, but as far as actual points go,
2: it's it's fantastic. You should watch it. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, that's
1: all. Uh, I know. Uh, just, but the, it's it, the uh, "never tell that same line twice" scene is fucking awesome. Yeah,
0: there were there were a number of things that I almost would have chosen as my quote if if it had yep. been up to me, and I'm glad it wasn't up to me. No, it
2: it was, was it was a tough one.
0: Yeah, every line like there's so much exposition. In this episode, and it's all delivered in a way that is palatable and interesting. Yeah. Because there's a lot of information to unload here, but it all s- just flows out smoothly. I really mm. like it. Um, Yeah. No, this is not an episode that I would say, if you've never seen this show, start with this one at all, because you need a lot of sort of background from other episodes. Right. But it's still like the first great, like, here we go. Something something big is starting, and this is this is where it starts. Yeah. And I just love it.
1: Gav, yeah, why don't you
0: uh, tell the people what what you do, what what else you do, apart from appearing here once a season.
1: I uh, do, a, do a podcast with my friend Gav about uh, Doctor Who, like Star Trek, uh, post-atomic horror. Um, we do it every three weeks, and uh, in about a week and a half it'll be the last Patrick Troughton uh, second Doctor one. And oh, wow. Then we're moving on to the third Doctor, with colour, but not red or ah. orange.
0: <laughs> Plus, I believe you, you mentioned that you're now finally past all the reconstructions,
1: right? Like yes. you're watching proper episodes from... Oh, there great. are no more destroyed episodes. Fantastic. Unless we do destroy them. Unless you destroy them.
0: Also, I believe you saying my friend Gav, I think that's the nicest thing you've ever said about. <laughs> I know, I was,
1: I was caught on the hop.
2: <laughs> I'll do it with my foe, Gav. <laughs> my, so
0: uh, uh, that show is available on iTunes and on the web, correct? On the
1: web, yes. Drunkentimetravel.com right
0: once again thanks to nathan yes. for uh, shortening your url a little
1: uh, thank you
0: <laughs> all right uh and with that next week we we follow up with the second part of this and another great standalone episode that amanda like demanded to be on for because Ooh. it's it's fantastic so look forward to that and now we're gonna go see you folks The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2014. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.